Hello, I am Chris Marston, and this is the Global City Mission Podcast. Today, I am joined by Dr. Jared Looney, our Executive Director. And on today's podcast, we are discussing diaspora missions and what it looks like for GCMI. So welcome, Jared. Thanks. I'm really glad to be here. So Jared, um, what what is diaspora missions? Like, what, what does that mean and why does that matter? Well, first, as followers of Jesus, as people that really place um, a lot of value, our, our value, and, and really care about the story of the Bible, and and uh, really align our own story with that that grand story, the story of the Bible is largely a story of migration, from Abraham to Jacob to Joseph to the Exodus to the Babylonian exile, to the migration and multicultural cities during the Roman Empire. And the writing in the New Testament, you can really see this reflected in the Acts and the Epistles. So, so first, caring about people that are displaced, caring about people that have migrated um, is a deeply biblical idea. Uh, the word diaspora literally means scattered people. Um, it's in our Bibles at least three times in Greek, um, a Greek word. And diaspora missions is mission engagement to through, from, and with migrant peoples. Um, and so today, there's really, there's more people on the move globally than ever before in history. Um, and so we're talking about bringing mission into that intersection with all of that mobility and movement and relocation and, uh, and all, all the implications that come with it. So, so really, diaspora is just another word for people that are moving, people that are are elsewhere like how, how is that different from immigrant like diaspora immigrant is there a difference between those two yeah i mean in, in one sense it's not i mean uh you know but but i i would i would qualify our use of the term diaspora missions is uh we're using it broadly in the sense that your traditional immigrant uh refugee asylum seeker uh, international student, uh, visiting scholar, diplomat, international business person, uh, kind of all of those people together, those are all people that are operating outside of their country of origin. They're working and living outside of their homeland, uh, essentially all a scattered people just for different, they're scattered for different reasons, gotcha. um, but but all kind of fitting within that. I mean, some are, are struggling uh, to make it. Some are you know, uh, highly, uh, highly successful professionals in their field and, and experts, but, but the whole range of people that are scattered for any variety of reasons, uh, they're, they're moving around our, our globe today. Gotcha. So, so what are the challenges of working cross-culturally with diaspora people? Yeah, I think one of the big challenges is, is that, you have people from any variety, any number of cultures have different worldview, different uh, religious experience, uh, different cultural norms and expectations. Um, and they're, they're arriving in communities and cities and neighborhoods. And there's churches and ministries that want to reach out to them, um, and rightly so. Uh, but at the same time, per, perhaps lack training in cross-cultural ministry. Um, you know, coming out of colonialism, missions really became sensitive. And again, I think as it should 
uh, became sensitive to trying to help bridge the gospel to different cultures and different worldviews, um, and and being sensitive to not just imposing our culture onto somebody else and and saying you you have to become a you know whatever we are culturally in order to be a Christian, um, that the gospel can be embodied in any culture, and that ultimately Jesus is our best example of a missionary. The word became flesh and lived among us. That Jesus came and he operated within a certain culture and a certain political climate and and worldviews and religious history, language, um, and and even the the geographical and and time restraints of just the human experience. And so he, he was the ultimate missionary. And so we're called to imitate him as we move in different cultures and see the gospel um, really embodied in that culture. And in every culture, every single culture, every subculture, there are things that the gospel will challenge. There are things the gospel will affirm. And there, there are, you know, forms that are, I would say, are neutral. You know, the gospel can, can use, you know, to, to be expressed and communicated. Um, and that's going to be true about every culture, including our own. And, uh, and so some of the challenges, you have ministries that have a really good heart for, for reaching out to the unreached peoples and different cultures around them. But, uh, but just, just their training, their background is not in cross-cultural missions, is not in cross-cultural evangelism or cross-cultural church planting. Um, so there's a difference in cultural assumptions and norms and worldview understanding and you know, what do people hear when you communicate this way? Or what is the best way to communicate the gospel to people group X, you know? Um, and so how do you do all that? So that was partly why um, uh, we put together, um, Seth Bouchelle, myself, who's with Exponent Group, we put together uh, Mosaic. Um, it's uh, the book title is Mosaic. It's a number, I guess it came out in 2017. Um, Mosaic, a, uh, a ministry handbook for a globalizing world. The, the purpose of that, the, the target audience, I should say, was uh, ministry leaders who are educated. They're educated in ministry. They're educated in biblical studies and theology, uh, perhaps, you know, church leadership or homiletics. They're, they're, they're educated in ministry, but they haven't uh, been trained in cross-cultural missions or cultural mm-hmm. anthropology or these kind of areas that really help us navigate um, cultural difference and learn how to bri- build bridges for the gospel to a different culture and a different worldview, and even help us with, you know, what is church planting and evangelism and leadership development look like within that cultural context? And so we, we really tried to kind of offer a little bit of a kind of hate putting this way, but a little bit of a, a crash course, if you will, on engaging culture. Um, mm-hmm. And especially within a diaspora context here in North America. Um, it, there's also a challenge for people that are really focused on working with a certain culture um, in that migration brings cultural change. Uh, that the people are living uh, within these different communities, uh, you know, various cultural communities, and and they're experiencing a continuum of change because they're operating between worlds. There's the world mm-hmm. of their home culture that they're that different people are holding on to for to varying degrees. Some people hold on to it and really try to dig in and, and just have just surround themselves with what is familiar. Uh, other people uh, let a lot of it go, and and there's all points in between. And so you have a lot of that, but then you also have adjusting and adapting, assimilating to a new host culture. Um, and the longer you're in a host culture, the, the more you adapt to it. And so, um, and so you have this continuum of change 
uh, between the the points of tension of home culture and host culture, uh, as people have come from one place to another place. And so if someone's focused on reaching that people group, now maybe they've been trained and the worldview and the culture and all the expressions, everything for that people group based on their home culture, but in diaspora, um, you will find that reflected, but you'll find changes reflected as well. And so they have to kind of learn what does this look like in a diaspora context, even if they do have some experience uh, with, with that culture and the, the context of, of country of origin. Um, and so there's some challenges there as well. Yeah, so it sounds like there's a lot of, um, a lot of challenges in reaching out cross-culturally to a diaspora people group. Um, but but what's what's the opportunities? What's the excitement? Um, what does this bring for us at GCMI, but also for other ministries um, that maybe we didn't have an opportunity to reach prior? Yeah, th- th- there are some challenges for sure, but, but all ministry, there's going to be challenges. Um, but the opportunities are real. I mean, the opportunities are amazing. I mean, right now we're living in a time in history where more people are on the move globally than ever before. And, and that just means there's opportunities to connect with people around the world that might be a down the street or across town. Um, and, and so the, there's a few major opportunities that I, I'd want to highlight. One is one is there's opportunities to reach out to unreached people groups um, that are in our own city. So, you know, th- there are a lot of places in this world where it's hard to get uh, a, a visa, impossible to get a missionary visa. It's um, uh, there may be a lot of violence going on and maybe just a hard to reach place. Uh, a lot of those places, there still are some missionaries, but it's, it's a pretty small number in comparison. And uh, just because it's it's, it's hard to be there. It's hard to live there. It's hard to uh, be there and actually even survive like physically uh, in, so, in some places, at least. And in some places, it's just hard to get in, you know, because they're, they're, they're suspicious of Christians. If they catch you, they'll kick you out and, you know, lose your visa, things like that. And, and so here we have this opportunity where a lot of people from, from those, some of those countries uh, that have these restrictions or, or have these real obstacles or just are difficult places in our world um, where people are coming as immigrants, as refugees, and their uh, students even, and they're landing in our cities um, and have the opportunity uh, to, to hear the gospel in, uh, in cities and contexts where we can openly proclaim uh, and we can share with people and show hospitality um, and just really engage uh, in relationship and, and share, share the good news of, of God's kingdom with people that otherwise would be hard to connect with, hard to reach. And so uh, it's a real opportunity the way where that some of that geographical gap is kind of closed um is is narrowed in which we can reach people that normally would be around the world that might be down the street uh it, it literally is connecting with the nations next door um and, and then there's reaching out to international migrants who continue to have what is called uh, kind of a transnational identity and not to get too academic or geeky on that um here here's here's just simply what that means when if you go back 100 years or, you know, maybe even 50 years, if you go back, uh, you know, some decades, 
people that migrated uh, from one country to another, especially, you know, the, the further away, especially if they cross an ocean, if they if they migrate from one country to another, uh, they're realizing they're pulling up the roots, they're setting down new roots, and, and they might send a letter home that took weeks to get there mm. uh, with expensive postage. Uh, you know, when, when phone calling was available, you know, the, the occasional long distance phone call, but man, were they expensive. I mean, literally, you can make a phone call that costs like, you know, 50 or $100 if you talk for a little while. <laughs> um, I mean, that, it, was, it was just hard, you know, the occasional visit home, you know, maybe like once a decade or something, or when your kids are old enough to show them their homeland, it's going to happen once in your lifetime. I mean, migration was a big, big move. Mm-hmm. Well, today, people are really what you would call transnational, where they I, they continue to have connection and, and uh, communication that can be instantaneous, you know, I mean, just with WhatsApp or WeChat or, or, or Zoom or any number of applications where they can um, call on their cell phone and talk to people on the other side of the world. Um, I, I would be at a, a house church in, um, in New York City and, you know, any given Sunday, I was with a group of Liberians and any, any given Sunday, there's a call, the phone rings and it's, it's people in Monrovia. And that was just a normal occurrence. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it, and it wasn't a, a big event conversation they were planning it's a spontaneous call you know um and uh and so people maintain these connections through modern communication technology um and through modern um transportation technology um and so people are able to go back and forth Uh, i've known a number of guys from like west african countries where you know they might work uh 10 months out of the year. And I mean, when I say work, I mean work, like work two or three jobs, work long hours, work ridiculous numbers of hours, but then they'll take two months in their home country and live like a king for two months and, you know, and just enjoy themselves (laughs) back with their family and then come back and do it again. (laughs) And so, um, you know, we, we've seen, um, you know, we know of like Bible studies, uh, you know, just gospel, um, transmission, you know, repeating stories that the people have been told, um, I, I, even some baptism, you know, like people that that have come to Christ or experienced at least hearing some of the gospel from folks, uh, you know, in other countries because of work that has taken place uh, in global mm. cities in North America, in cities with significant uh, diaspora populations. And so, uh, you know, this, this idea of transnationalism being that people maintain two identities at once that their new identity and their their host country and their old identity and their country of origin that they kind of maintain the tension between the two now, now they're changed they're not fully one or the other but they maintain right. the tension between the two and they maintain connections between the two these people can be amazing bridges for the gospel and we've seen some of this happen and we want to see a lot more that's exciting and it's new I know as, as we talk about our, you know, kind of our team for Global City Mission, one of the things that I've said a number of times that, that I really um, want to emphasize is, um, and, and in missions, you have something called creative access or creative access platforms. So that's what are all the different creative ways you can get into a country, whether it's business or teaching or medical or whatever it is. And because you're, you can't, you can't legally be there as a missionary, but you, <laughs> you're, 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 you are there as a missionary, but you know, right. you're, you're, you're not. You're not announcing that necessarily. You're going with this other vocation. What we've kind of communicated for our ministry is 
working in global cities with people that kind of lived out this transnational reality of living between cultural worlds and kind of between countries, um, that is our creative access platform. Um, that is right. our creative access. We're working with people that continue to communicate back home. Um, I, I would say too, and this is kind of pivoting to another emphasis, another opportunity is receiving ministry from international believers. Um, mm. A lot of global migrants, a lot of immigrants that come to the United States are already Christians, and they are fervent Christians. They are passionate Christians. They are mm. prayerful Christians. They are evangelistic Christians. <laughs> um, and, uh, and they come and land in our ministries. And if I can go ahead and say it this way, oftentimes ministries that need renewal in some of these areas. Yeah. And so these are folks that are coming from other countries that bring this with them. Now, are there things they need to learn adjusting to America? Yes, and we can help them with that. Yeah. But they're bringing ministry to us. And I can think of a number of ministries um, that have been impacted by international people landing in them and, and really bringing some new life uh, to those ministries. That's awesome. Um, and, and so it's it's really exciting. So that's something that I think we need to really open our eyes and see as the church here in North America and say, well, what are the opportunities for us to receive where our hospitality really means mutuality in terms of ministry together um, and, and that we both have something to offer? And sometimes some of our, you know, weaknesses, places where we're struggling, some of our soft spots, maybe the exact thing that a believer from, you know, uh, Nigeria or Mexico or China or any number of countries might actually be able to address uh, and make a difference. Um, and then I would also say another opportunity, and this is where it, this is probably a little more labor intensive than, than some of the opportunities out there, but just the opportunity to partner with migrant leaders or churches. So you might have like an ethnic church that got started. Uh, you know, if, if you have a really large immigrant immigration population from a certain people group in your city, there often will be churches that pop up, um, you know, in, in that uh, in that population. And so are there ways that we can partner together to really make a difference both locally and globally, um, you know, also connecting with some of those links back to home country as well, that we can partner locally and globally to make a difference, whether that's community development, whether that's, you know, uh, evangelism, the church planting, leadership development, education, theological education, wh whatever area it needs to be in, you know, can we partner between these different churches um, and really develop a, a sense of unity together, working to serve our cities. And, and I, I don't think that that means like, you know, kind of assimilating those churches into our church necessarily. I mean, sometimes right. those churches, um, we believe in multi-ethnic churches too, but, but sometimes those churches need to just thrive in their community and a witness among their, 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 uh, their own cultural population. Uh, but can we partner together and really unify to make a difference together in our city? And I think it's an opportunity to model mutuality. Um, sometimes when we're from the dominant culture, there's an inherent um, power that we bring to that conversation. We're the ones that knows the system. We know the rules. We know maybe we have the financial resources. You know, we, there's, um, you know, we, we have a facility that's been there for 50 or 100 years. Like, you know, we, we have some things we bring to the table that give us some strength. Um, but I, I think there's an opportunity to recognize there are other things that a, an ethnic church, a migrant church might bring to the table that, that really is their strength. Um, 
And, you know, I, I do a lot of evangelism training for churches as part of what GCMI, what Global City Mission offers to churches. And, um, and I tell you, I, I trained this little Haitian church in the Tampa Bay area. And I went in for a follow-up to see, you know, how, how did they do putting it into practice? And just about everybody put into practice. Um, and, and there's just an evangelistic fervor. There is a fervor for prayer um, that, uh, that sometimes we struggle with. Uh, maybe in our American churches. Not, I'm not saying every church, but in general, we kind of struggle a little bit in some of these areas. Yeah. And so can we come together and you know mutually benefit from one another and really see it as power sharing and, and whatever project we pursue, and it really is mutual, and we begin to develop these, these bonds. And if someone's listening to this says, well, how on earth do you do that? Well, is there, you know, are, are there people that have, you know, in your network that have a that not just because they've been to the country, but have a reputation for really being a good missionary in that people. Could they be mm. a mediator? You know, could, could they be someone who really helps bring these churches together that understands both cultures, both worldviews, yeah. both sides? Um, so there's some amazing opportunities that I think comes with Diaspora Mission for partnership, for church planning and evangelism, um, you know, for, for creating creative access to hard to reach places. Uh, for receiving ministry and finding revival renewal in our churches that may come from unexpected places. Uh, the opportunities are really, really exciting, Chris. No, that is exciting. And um, yeah, I know when I joined the team a couple years ago, this, this word and this concept was, was kind of foreign to me. And, um, you know, we've run into this out, you know, at events and, and speaking to people where, where you mentioned the word immigrant and all of a sudden it becomes like a weighted political conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think having this word in our, in our toolbox to be able to, to talk about diaspora peoples and, and to know that they're living around us. Um, there are next door neighbors they're you know, in the, the community next door. And we do have an opportunity to have impact globally just by bumping into our neighbors from down the road. I think that's really great. And so, so thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing, you know, both what we're doing with GCMI, but also what, um, what churches and ministries can kind of grab a hold of and have an impact in their community in a new and different way right now today. So thanks again, Jared, for joining me today. Uh, and thank you for listening. Um, that's it for today's episode of the Global City Mission podcast. Uh, if you've not already subscribed, go to globalcitymission.org slash podcast for a couple of links to our favorite episodes and links to a couple different apps that you can subscribe or just search in your favorite podcast player for us and um, click subscribe and that way you're tuned in so you can catch us again next week. So thanks again. We'll see you later. Bye.